This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 125, The Most Important Question of Your Life, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. Hello, Life Optimizers. You are listening to Optimal Living Daily, the podcast where you can sit back, relax, and listen to the best blogs on the planet. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who changed majors five times in college. And I'm very excited today because I just found a new author to join the show, one that was actually requested by a couple of listeners, probably a long time ago, like a couple of weeks after I first started the podcast, Patrick from patonpurpose.com recommended this author and I added him to my list because I really liked his content, but I didn't reach out at that time. And then very recently, Aaron sent me a message also recommending him, which kind of kicked me back into gear. And I finally sent a message and got approval from this new author who is Mark Manson. And just a little bit about him. Mark was actually a dating coach for three years, starting back in 2008 and getting sick and tired of the industry. He wrote his first book, which sold tens of thousands of copies. And he started moving into more personal development topics, pretty much only for men. But by 2013, he had branched off even more and found that women were enjoying his posts too. So today he's getting millions of views every month and has an amazing selection of articles. And the one I'm reading today is one that he refers to often so that you can get a taste of what his site's about. So let's get right into it and start optimizing your life. The Most Important Question of Your Life by Mark Manson of markmanson.net Everybody wants what feels good. Everyone wants to live a carefree, happy and easy life, to fall in love and have amazing sex and relationships, to look perfect and make money and be popular and well-respected and admired and a total baller to the point that people part like the Red Sea when you walk into the room. Everyone would like that. It's easy to like that. If I ask you, what do you want out of life? And you say something like, I want to be happy and have a great family and a job I like. It's so ubiquitous that it doesn't even mean anything. A more interesting question, a question that perhaps you've never considered before, is what pain do you want in your life? What are you willing to struggle for? Because that seems to be a greater determinant of how our lives turn out. Everybody wants to have an amazing job and financial independence, but not everyone wants to suffer through 60-hour work weeks, long commutes, obnoxious paperwork, to navigate arbitrary corporate hierarchies in the blasé confines of an infinite cubicle hell. 
People want to be rich without the risk, without the sacrifice, without the delayed gratification necessary to accumulate wealth. Everybody wants to have great sex and have an awesome relationship, but not everyone is willing to go through the tough conversations, the awkward silences, the hurt feelings, and the emotional psychodrama to get there. And so they settle. They settle and wonder, what if, for years and years, and until the question morphs from what if into was that it? And when the lawyers go home and the alimony check is in the mail, they say, what was that for? If not for the lowered standards and expectations 20 years prior, then what for? Because happiness requires struggle. The positive is the side effect of handling the negative. You can only avoid negative experiences for so long before they come roaring back to life. At the core of all human behavior, our needs are more or less similar. Positive experience is easy to handle. It's negative experience that we all, by definition, struggle with. Therefore, what we get out of life is not determined by the good feelings we desire, but by what bad feelings we're willing and able to sustain to get us to those good feelings. People want an amazing physique, but you don't end up with one unless you legitimately appreciate the pain and physical stress that comes with living inside a gym for hour upon hour, unless you love calculating and calibrating the food you eat, planning your life out in tiny plate-sized portions. People want to start their own business or become financially independent, but you don't end up a successful entrepreneur unless you find a way to appreciate the risk, the uncertainty, the repeated failures, and working insane hours on something you have no idea whether will be successful or not. People want a partner, a spouse, but you don't end up attracting someone amazing without appreciating the emotional turbulence that comes with weathering rejections, building the sexual tension that never gets released, and staring blankly at a phone that never rings. It's part of the game of love. You can't win if you don't play. What determines your success isn't, what do you want to enjoy? The question is, what pain do you want to sustain? The quality of your life is not determined by the quality of your positive experiences, but the quality of your negative experiences. And to get good at dealing with negative experiences is to get good at dealing with life. There's a lot of crappy advice out there that says, you've just got to want it enough. Well, everybody wants something, and everybody wants something enough. They just aren't aware of what it is they want, or rather, what they want enough. Because if you want the benefits of something in life, you have to also want the costs. If you want the beach body, you have to want the sweat, the soreness, the early mornings, and the hunger pangs. If you want the yacht, you have to also want the late nights, the risky business moves, and the possibility of pissing off a person or 10,000. If you find yourself wanting something month after month, year after year, yet nothing happens and you never come any closer to it, then maybe what you actually want is a fantasy, an idealization, an image, and a false promise. Maybe what you want isn't what you want, you just enjoy wanting. Maybe you don't actually want it at all. Sometimes I ask people, how do you choose to suffer? These people tilt their heads and look at me like I have 12 noses, but I ask because that tells me far more about you than your desires and fantasies. Because you have to choose something. You can't have a pain-free life. It can't all be roses and unicorns. And ultimately, that's the hard question that matters. Pleasure is an easy question, and pretty much all of us have similar answers. The more interesting question is the pain. What is the pain that you want to sustain? That answer will actually get you somewhere. It's the question that can change your life. It's what makes me, me, and you, you. It's what defines us and separates us and ultimately brings us together. For most of my adolescence and young adulthood, I fantasized about being a musician, a rock star in particular. Any badass guitar song I heard, I would always close my eyes and envision myself up on stage playing it to the screams of the crowd, people absolutely losing their minds to my sweet finger noodling. 
and this fantasy could keep me occupied for hours on end. The fantasizing continued up through college, even after I dropped out of music school and stopped playing seriously. But even then, it was never a question of if I'd ever be up playing in front of screaming crowds, but when. I was biding my time before I could invest a proper amount of time and effort into getting out there and making it work. First, I needed to finish school. Then, I needed to make money. Then, I needed to find the time. Then, and then, nothing. Despite fantasizing about this for over half of my life, the reality never came. It took me a long time and a lot of negative experiences to finally figure out why. I didn't actually want it. I was in love with the result, the image of me on stage, people cheering, me rocking out, pouring my heart into what I'm playing, but I wasn't in love with the process. And because of that, I failed at it, repeatedly. I didn't even try hard enough to fail at it. I hardly tried at all. The daily drudgery of practicing, the logistics of finding a group and rehearsing, the pain of finding gigs and actually getting people to show up and give a sh**, the broken strings, the blown tube amp, hauling 40 pounds of gear to and from rehearsals with no car. It's a mountain of a dream and a mile-high climb to the top. And what it took me a long time to discover is that I didn't like to climb much. I just like to imagine the top. Our culture would tell me that I've somehow failed myself, that I'm a quitter or a loser. Self-help would say that I either wasn't courageous enough, determined enough, or I didn't believe in myself enough. The entrepreneurial slash startup crowd would tell me that I chickened out on my dream and gave in to my conventional social conditioning. I'd be told to do affirmations or join a mastermind group or manifest or something. But the truth is far less interesting than that. I thought I wanted something, but turns out I didn't. End of story. I wanted the reward and not the struggle. I wanted the result and not the process. I was in love not with the fight, but only the victory. And life doesn't work that way. Who you are is defined by the values you are willing to struggle for. People who enjoy the struggles of a gym are the ones who get in good shape. People who enjoy long work weeks and the politics of the corporate ladder are the ones who move up it. People who enjoy the stresses and uncertainty of the starving artist lifestyle are ultimately the ones who live it and make it. This is not a call for willpower or, quote, grit. This is not another admonishment of, quote, no pain, no gain. This is the most simple and basic component of life. Our struggles determine our successes. So choose your struggles wisely, my friend. You just listened to the post titled, The Most Important Question of Your Life by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And that should give you a taste of Mark's perspective. He really stresses that life isn't about finding happiness or eliminating negative emotions. Instead, he says they're a necessity and something to be learned from instead of avoided. And that reminds me of meditation, which I know he's written about before. But anyway, his posts are fascinating. I'm sure you'll get a ton of value from more of his articles coming soon. And speaking of value, if you find value in this podcast and you want to show that you care, I'd really appreciate if you become part of the OLD family for free by joining my weekly newsletter. You'll get stuff from me and be entered to win a book every single month. So to join really quickly, you can simply text the word OPTIMAL to the number 44222 or you can visit me online at oldpodcast.com. 
And if you want to take it a step further and help keep this podcast alive, you can become a patron of the show by contributing any amount you like. So again, all that can be done at oldpodcast.com. Or if you want to join the mailing list really quickly, you can text OPTIMAL to 44222. And that's it for today. Happy Thursday. And tomorrow, if you're looking for a Financial Friday type post, check out the podcast Optimal Finance Daily because I won't have a post about money. Instead, I'm going to be covering how to prioritize, which is something a few of you actually asked for. So stay tuned for that tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.